0: From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Urin. Today on the show, $140,000 of North Korean Bitcoin targeted by the DOJ starts moving. CEO of Cyphertrace, David Jevons, comes on to talk about him tracing Monero. Hmm. And in our main story, Wi Fi peaks at $38,000 plus. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020, and it is the last day of the month. That means there's only four months left in the year. And as my buddy says, Jeff Putman of Rugged Legacy, there's only three months left of the year. I was like, dude, how does that even work, three more months left? He's like, because most people take the weekends off, don't do anything on the weekends. That means you only have actually three months of work left, which what he's trying to say is don't take the weekends off you only have a couple more months left in the year finish it out strong achieve your goals get to the point that you want to get to you only have a couple more months left the news has been crazy traditional news crypto news i've had it up to here i'm pointing at something very high in my body like my forehead or even more over my forehead you can't see me but it is too much to report but i'm gonna try my best to report the important stuff to you starting with the crypto prices And I'm recording this at 2:15 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $11,732.41, up 2.2% from last Friday. I like up. Up is good. Ethereum, 434.58, up 10.2% from last Friday. Litecoin, 61.58, up 6.5%. Chainlink, $16.40, up almost 10% since last Friday. And XRP, 28.3 cents, up percent from last friday total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is 379 billion dollars btc dominance down to 57.2 percent in our main story we have on managing editor steven graves to talk about defi defi has been the talk of the town talk of the town why because it's mooning and what's mooning is Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, YFI, more than Bitcoin? Let's see what this is all about. Steven, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I- I'm very well, thank you, man. The big news over the weekend is this token YFI. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know anything about it, but it peaked at thirty-eight
1: thousand plus dollars, dude. What is YFI? So. Uh, Short answer, Wi-Fi is the governance token of whyearn.finance, and that is a DeFi protocol for automating the process of switching between different uh, DeFi protocols to maximize your yields. Um, It's all tied in with this idea of yield farming.
0: Well, obviously, the next question is, what the hell is yield farming, my
1: friend? Okay, so yield farming is apparently the hottest thing in crypto right now. Um, So basically, you've got a DeFi project, you want to get liquidity into your ecosystem, so the way you do that is you incentivize people to put their crypto, to deposit their crypto into a, a liquidity pool. Um, that's a smart contract that contains all these funds, um, and that powers the marketplace for you know lending and borrowing and exchanging and so forth. And in exchange for locking up their crypto, the people who've, who've uh, deposited receive rewards. And those rewards can be in the form of fees or interest. But most importantly, at the moment, it's they're rewarded in tokens. So for instance, if you lend your tether through compound, you receive compound tokens, um, as well as interest and fees in return.
0: This DeFi is popping up. I mean, there's projects all over the place, even some other projects are pivoting to DeFi. Do you think that this is just a money grab from these other projects that are trying to pivot to DeFi?
1: Is it a money grab? Um, I think it's it's certainly a bubble. Um, and even some of the people who are actually in the space uh, seem to think so too. Um, so like the creator of Wi-Fi himself uh, said that the sort of reason behind the current influx of money is because people are making money in insane amounts. And this craze for snapping up governance tokens isn't sustainable in his view. But he was also talking uh, at the Smart Contract Summit um, over the weekend about how this greed phase will pass. And that in his view, Long term, the the sort of the solid DeFi protocols will outlast it. Is is it a bubble? Probably.
0: The the, the prices are high. We're seeing a lot yeah. of returns from a lot of of coins. And what I'm trying to get is is that you're seeing uh Wi-Fi go up uh thirty five hundred percent you know in a in a month. We're seeing uh go from under a dollar to almost hitting twenty dollars. We see all of these different coins burst up in price. One is what I'm trying to see is. Why is the price so high? How does you even calculate these prices? Is this sustainable?
1: Well, in the case of Wi-Fi, it's it's an interesting one because obviously, like the headline that's been touted around is that, you know, it peaks at $38,000, which is more than three times the price of Bitcoin. But of course, you've got to remember that there are only 30,000 Wi-Fi tokens. So and, and there are 18 million Bitcoin. So um, it's you know orders of magnitude different. So yeah, I mean if you can get your hands on a Wi-Fi token, bully for you. But there are a lot less of them. The the uh, the total market cap for Wi-Fi is just north of a billion dollars, which is you know not huge. So DeFi is a very small space uh, at the moment. It's a niche of a niche of a niche. If you consider that crypto itself is a, is a bit of a niche, and I think what you're seeing is probably disproportionate market movements based on relatively small flickers of interest within within this uh, within this space it doesn't take a huge number of people to shift these uh, the the token values by huge amounts at the moment and I think um, in that respect it's It's kind of like a a macro or a micro version of the the crypto space as a whole. What are other DeFi projects that are out
0: there right now? What are they doing? This was just a huge Uh, week for, for DeFi.
1: So yeah, uh, this, this weekend has been a pretty crazy one for, for DeFi projects. So you've seen um, monthly volume on decentralized exchanges hit uh, over 10.8 billion. There was one decentralized exchange, Uniswap, saw 24-hour trading volume of over 441 million, which was higher than Coinbase Pro. And there's also this, uh, this up-and-coming one, SushiSwap, um, which combines the premise of Uniswap with token rewards for contributing to its liquidity pool. And they hit a, a relatively small 30 million daily trading volume um, although that's with the caveat that it hasn't yet been audited so it's mm. a bit of a risky investment um, and I think that's that's true of a lot of stuff in the space I mean, we had the, the yam uh, protocol thing a, a couple of, a week or so ago um, which was another example of an unaudited thing <laughs> so I yeah the, the, the question really is uh, is how sustainable the whole space is
0: uh, personal opinion in an opinion as an editor. What is the DeFi space to news? I mean look, the DeFi is basically the thing that everybody wants to know about because money's involved. Does that make for good news, better news, boring news, or, or or how do you guys look at it as an editor of a news agency?
1: As a news editor, I think it's an interesting space. Um I mean obviously our job is to is to look at it uh dispassionately and Um, obviously there's huge amounts of money flowing into it but the the real question is is it a bubble, is it sustainable Um, which projects are actually doing solid work, Uh, which ones are uh, going to last and stay the course Um, which ones are uh, building uh, interesting projects rather than just chasing the dollars Um, so I think there's, there's a lot to cover in that space
0: gotcha, gotcha, well keep doing what you do, I love reading Decrypt and of course I love having you on the show my friend Thank you very much. And in other news, Monero can be traced? Look, it's a privacy coin. How could this even be possible? Well, I'm very happy the CEO of CypherTrace, Dave Jevons, comes on to tell us about it. Dave, how you doing?
2: Very well, Matt. How are you?
0: Very good. Very good. So CypherTrace is developing a Monero tracing tool. Look,
2: That is impossible, no? It's not impossible. It's something we've been working on for over a year. There's lots of techniques to address this problem. It's certainly challenging, probably one of the biggest challenges in cryptography.
0: So what does that mean to be able to trace Monero? So we know about tracing Bitcoin and other th- uh, blockchains, but Monero is supposed to be hidden. And it's a privacy coin. What does this actually mean?
2: Well, it, it, it means that you can't be as deterministic as Bitcoin. So, for example, when you trace Bitcoin, you pretty much have a 100 percent guarantee Uh, This transaction went from this address to this address, from this exchange to this exchange. In tracing Monero, it's really more of a probabilistic game, which is you can say, well, I've got 98% probability that this went from this address to this address or 78% or that type of thing. So it takes a different approach rather than being I'm going to guarantee everything is perfect, you're going to say, well, I can you know, look at 80%, 90%, 95% probability. So basically, this could be a
0: tool to be used to see that it might have went somewhere. To, it might be going to certain people that we don't want it to be going to for certain purposes.
2: Yeah, it's pr- primarily the tools that we've developed are designed for law enforcement. When, for example, someone has their Monero wallet hacked and has their coin stolen and wants to get them back, or when there's known um, terrorist activity, money laundering, drugs, child exploitation. It's really designed for the criminal community to, or criminal investigation community to be able to do those investigations. And when you're able to provide a, you know, 95% probability rating, it really helps the investigators in their work.
0: You remember those old cartoons where you had like, you like, like, the, like the black spy and the white spy, and they would run in one door and out the other door and try to chase each other, try to find where each other were, like in one door, and they just have this like, debacle running back and forth across the screens, Monero is always trying to become more private and always updating their uh, privacy measures, uh, in- introducing new protocols, this or that. Does this feel like going to be a constant chase between you guys?
2: Well, um, you're talking about Spy versus Spy, which was Spy, largely, versus spy. It's largely published in Mad Magazine uh, for those of us from the 80s and 90s. It's like everything in security and in, and in crypto, which is there's always a back and forth all the time so in this case i wouldn't call it the bad guys versus the good guys um in some cases it is you know think about anti-spam think about anti-malware anti-virus anti-phishing these are all a constant back and forth between um protection companies and the bad guys in this case it's not there's no bad guy involved but this is similar which is that privacy technology evolves as detection technology evolves And this, I think at the end of the day, is good for Monero in a couple of ways. One, it helps them evolve their technology to look at some of the weaknesses that we have discovered. But two, it also helps validate their technology so that exchanges, for example, don't have to kick them off of trading pairs, which we've seen in the last two months, where if they can't trace it, They have to kick them out.
0: A lot of people are holding Monero as an investment. They're holding this because of what Monero can do. It's private. It's a privacy coin. Do you think that this is going to affect their price? And if it does negatively affect this price, how much responsibility do
2: you take uh, for people losing some of their their assets or their investments? Cryptocurrencies, the stock market, everything is highly volatile. Things happen all the time without explanation, with explanation. Who knows? So obviously we take no responsibility for any of that, Monero is still the most highly private coin out there. I know our friends at Zcash would would, would argue differently, but the difference is that Monero enforces privacy all the time, whereas some of the other currencies um, make it optional. But Monero is a highly engineered product. It's fantastic, but you know, there's definitely weaknesses in it. We're not saying that we can identify individuals and we've never done that at CyberTrace. We don't identify individuals, names, addresses, any of that stuff. But what we do provide are tools for law enforcement when there's legitimate crimes to help them do investigations and then do their work to identify the individuals
0: dave i really appreciate you coming on and talking about this and i've been following cypher Trace and the work that you've been doing uh, for the past couple of months since i've been doing the show and i hope to get you back on to talk about some of that other things that you're doing thanks matt good to talk to you all right brother bye late bitcoin worth around one hundred forty thousand dollars was moved today from a wallet that previously linked the u.s department of justice to north korean hackers according to whale alert a twitter bot that tracks noteworthy cryptocurrency transactions As Decrypt reported, the DOJ has recently filed a civil forfeiture complaint against 280 cryptocurrency accounts allegedly used by North Korea hackers to launder nearly $3 million of funds stolen in two separate 2019 hacks. According to Whale Alert, the 12 BTC that was sent today originated from one of the accounts listed in the DOJ's complaint. However, Whale Alert is unclear who made the transaction. And finally, CoinMarketCap CEO resigns four months after Binance's acquisition. CEO Carolyn Chan has left the company today, and she joins two other senior members that have resigned in the past two weeks. These departures come just a few months after the company was acquired by crypto exchange Binance. She says, "In quote, Before I joined CoinMarketCap, I built and subsequently sold a company that was in the artificial intelligence space. I believe that there's still a lot to be done in AI, so I might go back to the field at some point. End quote. Well, CEO Chan. Wherever you're going, let us know. We'd love to have you in the show and highlight your next company. And that's all for the show today. Thank you very much for listening. And remember to share, subscribe, like, and comment on the show wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want your friends or family to know about cryptocurrency, the news, stay up to date so they don't miss the boat. Make sure that you share and make sure that they subscribe as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy holiday everybody